Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Landon Bell. I am the director of The Pennant Shakespeare, and I'm joined by... Act 2. Colin Kelly, who does too much. Does way too much, too much let me tell you. Too much that he can't even remember what he actually did here. What did he I does do so much oh. that he smokes in this scene, man. <laughs> uh, you can't see it right now, but I'm looking like Russell T. Davies. I've got like seven cigarettes in my hands right now. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. So, um, the script didn't have any of the smoking stuff in it at all. And uh, I'm in the middle of mixing, and I'm like, this scene needs something. Because Brutus is pondering, and he's nervous, and he's anxious, and... What do Let's nervous and anxious people do? Well, sometimes they smoke if they're smokers. So, I thought it was a see, nice touch. I was touch. thinking of turning to a general. life of the crime. You see, that's what nervous and anxious people normally do. You know, <laughs> crazy <laughs> things. They drink, <laughs> maybe. But smoke, smoking works, I guess. It is the they right stab world leaders. You know. Spoilers. That's like, that, that comes later. <laughs> <laughs> and then I grant we put a sting in him. That at his will he may do danger with. So tell me the about this music that we've got going on in the background here. This is Zero Project, and uh, this song is called Romance. More than his reason. <laughs> Fitting, actually, for the thematic phrasing of this scene. It is. Which a lot of times when I'm picking music... I mean, picking music for these scenes is hard, even though I already have all of the tracks that I'm going to use for the entire play loaded up. Uh, so I go through them and I'm like, which one fits the theme? And I'll probably listen to about five or six before I choose one that I think fits right. And uh, this one took a long time, though, because of the transition at the beginning and then the, uh, the very next part of the scene has a totally different change in tone. Egg, which so you have to kind of match the the tones of the two pieces. Well, and what's, what's and kind of an annoying show. thing that Shakespeare kind of does is he has closet, multiple scenes Searching kind of happening, or tones, or moments of scenes that are almost like a completely different scene within each other. Indeed. Get you to bed again. It is not day. Is not tomorrow, boy? The Ides of March? I know not, sir. Look in the calendar. So something I should throw out there that I did I not will, on sir. the last commentary. Julius Caesar is my favorite Shakespeare play. So Bar none. It's just incredible. Well, it's by far the best so written. And uh, it's, it's the very first one I ever had to read back in high school. And even still, it is absolutely my favorite. The writing is great. The story is great. Characters are all fantastic. And, um... So, yeah. Yeah. Jerome and Sidera? Thus must I piece it out. I'm pretty much in audio drama heaven getting to mix this. Rome? My ancestors did from the streets of Rome the Tarquin Drive. And he was called a king. Speak. Strike. You know who else was? it'll be fun. You know who else was called a king? Thank you, oh, thank you, thank you very much. But I'm... Um, no, I'm not working on my own or something. Why do you ask? Because <laughs> it's a terrible little impersonation. Intentionally, so. Oh, man. 
Uh, go to the gate. Somebody knocks. Couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. <sighs> Since Cassius first did wet me against Caesar, I have not slept. See, that is my favorite line, I think. You know, since, and to be honest, sometimes when I had an activity in school, you had to pull an all-nighter. All it's like, since I first found out my first paper was due in 11 hours, I have not slept. Genius <laughs> and mortal instruments are then in council. And the state of man, like to a little kingdom, <coughs> suffers then the nature of an insurrection. Sir, tis your sister, Cassius, at the door, who doth desire to see you. Oh, Is Cassius. She alone? No, the sir. one and only. There are more with her. Do you know them? No, sir. Their hats are plucked about their ears, and half their faces buried in their cloaks, that by no means I may discover them by any mark of favor. Let him enter. So I guess I should call out the, the actors because I've been railing on the play too much. Uh, this is Will Shipley as Lucius. And Yay, Will. Colin playing Brutus. Will actually does he, he actually does an amazing job giving personality to Lucius because um, there are times in the play he comes off as a servant with a name. And a lot of times, yeah. servants with the name are just servants. They shouldn't have had a name. Uh, but with Lucius, yeah, he does a great job elevating the character. So who's this new voice, by the way? This is Marty Bringle as Cassius. Yes, And all of her friends. Which I can't remember who's who in this scene because there's so many of them. Which every noble Roman bears of you. Well, there's like. This is Tribal. What was it? Cascade and Senna are the only two people actually this, talk. Oh, and DC is Brutus. Yeah. He is welcome to. This, Casca. This. Tribonia speaks. And this, uh. Senna speaks. What Casca. Cares do interpose themselves I can't remember. <laughs> Shall I, uh, entreat a word? So. Here, I was see. talking to well. Doth not the day let me back here? up. This is Alex Beckham as Legarius, I believe. Are messengers of no, that's the that Legarius. Is that's later. This, yes, Brutus. this is Andrew Val as DC's Brutus, and Richard Casto as Casca, and Alexander McTavish as Cinna. And in just a minute, you'll hear Christopher Gilstrap as Trebonius. I think I covered everyone, I think. Oh, no, nope, I missed uh, Let us swear Melissa Bartell as Metellus Ember. No. She'll pop up here in a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Men, or maybe it's in the next scene. I don't really remember. Because it's like 8.40 at night. So let high tyranny range on and I'm just rambling now, so... But if the uh, what excuse do I have? It's nearly six o'clock here, but I've been up since yesterday. So, <laughs> watch who cares? You know, between my eyes and night. So, jumping back to um, Marty Bringle and her take on Cassius, I was talking with her on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and she pointed out something about her inspiration for her voice. And she said that it was Truman Capote. And I was like, now that you say that, I can hear it. But before, I just thought, wow, this is a really good voice. 
but do not stay. Uh, now I hear it and I'm like, yeah, you can hear those Capote undertones in the uh, in the voice. Of our spirits to think that our cause or our performance did need an oath. When every drop Good job, Barty. Every I really like kind of how she sets up Cassius as this powerful figure. The smallest particle of any promise who that passed from him. is but clearly Cicero. Shall we sound him? In charge of things, but she's just trying to guide the conversation us. in her Let way. Let us not leave him out. No, by no means. Well, I think the uh, for his silver hairs the way that the last scene and by men's in the uh, in the previous act shall be said, played her up. It, it played Cassius up as a very powerful character. And I think that was a mix oh, of the performance and then the way everything just came together. Because in the play, Cassius is not other men begin. that then powerful of a villain. Indeed, he is not fit. Shall no man well, else be touched but he's only powerful. Caesar? Well, mm, she is well powerful urged. most in the first uh, act, I'd me. say. Right. So well beloved of but Caesar once the seduction of Brutus starts, Caesar. then this power shift dynamic is a shift towards Brutus' favor. And you know, her means, so. if she improve them, may well stretch so far. But Marty still seems to maintain a lot of control in her performance, Antonia and which I think lends very well together. to Our making the character memorable. Definitely. Well, it doesn't help that the guy playing Brutus just, you know, he's, he's a total weakling. Let us be sacrifices, but not butchers, Kaya. Kaya was. I, I had to write that in, in because you know whoever was dramaturging that thing didn't oh, that this they didn't realize that Kaya Gaius is a guy's name and Kaya is a girl's name. Caesar must plead for it. <laughs> and gentle friends, let's kill him. Both. Oh heaven forbid the dramaturge make a mistake. Let us carve him as a dish. Yeah, that never gods. happens. Really. You as a carcass. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. As subtle masters do, stir up their servants into I heard everybody, in case you, you forgot it, entity, Cassius, or female character. If I missed a he, so or a she, it didn't make it a she, that's my bad. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious because um, there were a bunch of people. Because sometimes we kept the, the name Antony. And sometimes we kept her. it Antonia. So some people, they would come across Caesar, one or the other and they'd be like, eh, this isn't and right. So they'd give her. me if she loves Caesar, takes in their, in their uh, lines and it would be both ways. And, die for and so I'd have to choose well, which one fit the best. Well, it's usually trying to keep the Iamic pentameter. Antony works in itself, but Antonia is another syllable. So what I used was Antonia whenever Mark Antony was in. Count the clock. The clock has stricken three. Tis time to part. But it is doubtful yet whether Caesar will come forth today or not. Look, we fell silent. We're listening to superstitious grown the dialogue again. The main he held <laughs> well, you know, someone said to count the clock. So. Yeah. It may be Lovely clock, by the way. I had to uh, <laughs> to cycle through so many different clock effects, and I finally came across one that... Today. Never sounded just right to me. So resolved, it sounds like a combination of a grandfather and a church bell. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's kind of the uh, the effect I was going after. With glass I, I uh, had in my mind that yeah, maybe Brutus has a big clock outside on one of his monuments or something. I tell him he hates. Because you know, I, I he, he needs to know what time it is at all times. You know, he's a busy man. He lives. 
somewhere, you know, in a city with and I will bring him to the cabin. One hill. Nay, we will all and <laughs> be there to fetch him. By the eighth hour, lacking seven hills. Be not the uttermost, and fail not then. Chaos Ligarius doth bear Caesar hard. You know, sorry to jump tracks, but I, I like how just everyone plays. None of you. The conspirator is just no, so diverse. No by him. You know, he loves you well. And like I no one has reasons. their own. Everyone has their own interpretation, interpretation of why the they're there and us. why. We'll leave you, Brutus. They are doing Friends, what they are doing, and it comes out definitely all. through the acting, even for small characters said. like Metella Simba or, Romans. Good you know, look fresh and merry. Theseus Brutus, who don't really have purposes. much outside of these but scenes. So really good job, actors. Well, and I think uh, Melissa Bartell especially did a great job giving Metella more character, because uh, it's revealed in the next act, but she's basically doing a lot of this stuff with ulterior motives in mind. Boy, Lucius. Well, everyone is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and so you get that with her character, especially. It and it comes off beautifully in the third act. The of slumber. Thou hast no figures nor no fantasies, which busy care draws in the brains of men. I loved that musical transition. It, it was nicely done, sir. Notice, my lord. Portia, um, what mean you? I had been experimenting with a lot of syncopation in the play, and every time I'd try, it would just not come off the way it should. Um, but I managed to get the two pieces to just fade right into one another on an off note. It came off beautifully. That's the, that's the best thing ever, when you can sync music like that. Yeah, and oftentimes with Shakespeare, because the scenes are so stinking long, it's hard to do. Uh, it's it's a, definitely a challenge to weave. Yet I insisted. Yet you As a matter of fact, there's so many things in this act that came together well that I think it's fair to say that this is quite possibly my favorite Shakespeare episode so far. Is that what you say every episode, Lionel? Uh, yeah, possibly. <laughs> I did mean it about the last episode. Um, I I think that is probably my favorite up until that point. And could it work <laughs> then I mixed this one and was like, yeah, this one's really great. I should not know you, Brutus. So next next month, folks, we'll be back and Lionel will be like, you know, I think this is my favorite episode so far. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Colin, I hate this episode. Your terrible acting just... Oh! Why so I do? So this is Olivia Steele as Portia. Is Brutus sick? And she does oh, a phenomenal job. Suck up the humors of the dank morning. His Brutus. If I could over-enunciate phenomenal enough times, it wouldn't be enough times to describe how phenomenal her performance is. You have some sick Olivia Steele's nominated for the was was a finalist for the Audemars Awards, right? I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. Upon my knees, well, she, she's one of them. Ta-da! So, good job. Well deserved. We have the good actors. Hooray! All the good actors. That you unfold to me, yourself, your half, why you are heavy, and what men tonight have had to I especially love this, this, this piece behind it, because it plus the delivery just kind of shows you how troubled Brutus has been. Well, not just him, but her as well, because uh, it's revealed that she's just not been 
able to rest over why he is because sick of how and, it's affecting him. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Accepted that I should know no secrets. It's really well done, you. and just especially you this point here, as it were, where the secrets thing. Limitation to keep with you at meals, comfort your bed, and, and this line right here is is my favorite of Portia. Dwell I but in the suburbs of your good oh, pleasure. Oh, definitely. If it be no more, Portia is Brutus Hollett, not his wife. You are my true and honorable wife, as dear to me as are the ruddy drops that visit my sad heart. If this were true, and... then I should know the secret. Ah, just, I... I grant I am a woman, but with Shakespeare all Shakespeare has many relationships. Point, Romantic or otherwise in his characters, and I think this is the one which strikes me as most beautiful. Thank you. I am no stronger than my sex. Sorry, sorry, Beatrice. Sorry, Benedict. <laughs> well, sometimes a genuine romance is far more appealing than you know, cross lovers who like to bicker. True. Sometimes, not always, but. Secrets. Oh, ye gods. Render me worthy of this noble wife. Mm. Uh, so the Walla line for that. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious. One knocks. Portia. I'm pretty sure part of it's going to wind Go up in the blooper reel. And by and by, pretty sure. And so here, here, here's, you know, three minutes of Colin oh, making out <laughs> with his hand. <laughs> That's just what everyone wants to hear, I'm sure. <laughs> Lucius, who's that Knox? He is a sick man that would speak with you. Caius Lagarius, that I love the delivery Ooh, of that. With that music inside. transition right there. Caius Lagarius, how? It gets back to the conspiracy even. This oh, is Moonlight number two. To wear a and the one before it was uh, Moonlight number sick. one. I am not sick. Oh, well, that makes sense. You know, one follows you. Worthy the name, honor. Such an exploit have I in hand. Like so it it, uh, it worked out well, but they they already kind of sync up a little bit. Okay, so this is Legarius. Alex Beckham playing Legarius. I really like it, his his take on Raspy. He needs a cough drop. Cough drop, get him a lake. <laughs> a piece of work that will make sick men whole. But are not some whole. Once again, you know, another unique take also, on what could easily have just been generic spirit. Right. Set on your foot. And with a heart. And there's so many, there's so many conspirators, they're easy to forget. Like, even but when I was each one is unique in their own way. Right. And see, that, that was one thing I was afraid of when mixing, that I'd be like, eh, it's just another conspirator line. No, no, they're all memorable because the actors all did something memorable for the characters. Please audition for us more. And this is why <laughs> we've said before that, you know, small roles are still important. <laughs> oh, indeed. Okay, so this is Hail Columbia by the uh, United States Army Band. And this little... How did you get them to audition? Very carefully. <laughs> mm. 
but the uh, the little tidbit with Caesar listening to the radio was meant to parallel uh, Brutus smoking because they're both troubled but for totally different reasons. And so I was like, well, if Brutus is going to smoke, what in the world is Caesar going to do? Well, he's going to listen to pompous music that, you know, props him up. I will, my lord. You know, if you really wanted to go for the House of Cards parallel, I personally would have suggested having him sit there playing Call of Duty. Nice. What mean you, Caesar? I kid. Thank you Very to nice. Too much copyrighted stuff. You shall not stir out of your house today. <laughs> and Caesar shall forth. I like this scene in parallel to the last scene between back. Portia and Brutus, and kind of they're both they reflections Caesar, of each side of each of a of a romance, and in how they play out. There is one within besides and the things that we have heard. In many ways, they mirror each other. And uh, seen by the watch. I love Sarah Jane Clifton's performance as Calpurnia. It, it parallels Jason's performance as Caesar very well. Which, by the way, Jason Arwell is a Caesar. Lest I forget another Caesar. What can be avoided whose end is purposed by the mighty gods? Yet Caesar shall go I love his take on Caesar because it's very different than anything I've ever heard. In general, as to Caesar. When beggars die, there what, are no common I think what comes to mind with it is he's like a pillar, you know? And you, you move him around, but he's still a pillar no matter what. Well, and he... In the first act, it's established that um, he's deaf in one of his ears. And so his performance comes off almost like someone who is deaf in one ear. Like you would imagine someone who is partially deaf speaking. And this is Julius Cho as the servant. I know that name. I know it. The servant. No. Can't remember. Are we doing the servant who uh, serves everybody kind of thing again? I do not remember with that looking at my entire guest list, but I think so. I think it's my favorite thing to do. And the messenger never. Does all the, the messages. All the messages. Alas, my lord, your wisdom is consumed in confidence. Do not go forth today. Call it my fear that keeps you in this house, and not your own. We'll send Antonia to the Senate House, and she shall say that you are not well today. Let me upon my knee prevail in that this. That seems like a fun thing to say five times. She shall say you are not well Antonia today. Antonia shall <laughs> say I am not well. And... Shame we can't change the uh, shame we can't change some of the dialogue because we could be just like change your Facebook status, Caesar. Caesar, all hail. To I am sick today. Caesar, I come to fetch you to the Senate House. Oh, and you are coming very happy time. Bear my greeting to the senators, and tell them that I will not come today. Cannot is false, and that I dare not. Falser. I will not. He will come not. 
Tell them so, Odysseus. See, and that's he is sick. Caesar is defined Caesar by his will. Indeed. Have I, in conquest, stretched mine arms so Julius Caesar to be afraid to tell Green <coughs> the truth? Decent. <laughs> go tell them Caesar will not come. Oh my gosh. Most mighty Caesar. Let me know some cause. I'll never have that picture out of my head. When I, tell them so. the I want to see this now. J J Jason R. Wallace says, uh, you know, Green Lantern, Caesar. Green Caesar. But Green Caesar's ghost. For your private satisfaction, because I love you, I will wow. let you know. Calpurnia here, my wife, stays me at home. She dreamt tonight. Okay, so how would the guy not know that Calpurnia is like Caesar's wife? With it's like someone not knowing that Michelle Obama blood. is President Obama's wife. Many lusty Romans came smiling and did bathe their hands in it. Calpurnia, the red of wood I met randomly and decided to marry recently. <laughs> Incredibly recently. And on her knee hath begged that I will stay at home today. This dream is all a misinterpreted. I think it's intended it as an audience thing. Because, you know, Your oh, hey, audience, this is my wife. Many pipes, you probably don't know that, so but many now you do. Romans bathed, signifies that from you, oh, great Rome shall suck reviving But still, blood. you know, from the outside and looking in, it's like, really? Really? You really had to say that twice? <laughs> This, but oh, it also might be to keep the poetic theater. That's true. <laughs> and this way have you well expounded it. I have, when you have heard what I can say. And no I love how malicious uh, Andrew's performance is here. A crown well, it's not actively malicious, though. It's just, this is what I think. I honestly couldn't come, care more. Their minds may you know, it, it reminds me of Audrey Palazzi. You know, as uh, apt to be April in Parks and Recreation. Break up the Senate till another time when Caesar's wife shall meet. Oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> Caesar hide himself, shall they not whisper, No, Caesar is afraid. Pardon me, Caesar, for my dear, dear love to our proceeding bids me tell you this. And this the may be just in my head, but when he says, Lo, Caesar is afraid. How foolish do your fears seem now, Calpurnia? Sorry. I had to go back. Remember the parallel between this scene and that last scene with between Portia and robe. Brutus? Yes. I will go. And their relationship kind of be epitomized with each and other look, progressing love and then the kiss. Come to fetch me. Good morrow, Caesar. The reason Welcome, we have that moment of slapping with Brutus. Caesar and Calpurnia is almost to draw another parallel between Good morrow, them. Casca. And Caesar Caius in his wrath... Bulgarius. Takes it out on Caesar was never so Calpurnia, much and that's something that, that I've added as dramaturgy in Caesar my interpretation of the production. I thank you for your pains and courage. Which, in the end, I think it works. I wasn't a big fan of it at first until I heard the performances. Um, and of course, something on paper versus something you hear what's performed. A lot of times, it's two to totally different things. Well, and it's it's actually in character with. My understanding of, of, of Julius Caesar in his history. That you call on me right. today, be near me, that I may remember you. And Caesar, I will. To be honest, that's one thing though. So near will that... I be that your best friend shall wish I had. Sorry, nice line. Good, Good job to delivery that one. <laughs> um, and taste some wine with me. But the major and concern we, like in this play 
is that but Caesar could potentially become a tyrant. Yearns to think upon. And in that moment, with that action that he makes to Calpurnia, I ask you, is that the actions of someone who would be a, a just and merciful ruler? Or someone who could potentially be a tyrant? How dare we ask philosophical questions to the audience? <laughs> or try to present, you know, Shakespeare in a new yeah. light. No, I agree. It's It works very well. Caesar. So I should go Beware back. Um, Take heed of Cassius. In the previous Come scene at the end, Casca. that was Anne Rodriguez an as Antony. And then uh, some not random well guy who has the last name Bell as Publius. <laughs> loves thee not. Thou hast wronged Caius Ligarius. Wouldn't know who that is at all. There is but one mind in all these men. And Artidermis. Caesar. Artidermis. This is Aiden Rude, right? This is Phil Dawson. That's Artemidorus. I feel this. Sorry, Phil. I love her. Here will that I stand. Is my, this is my favorite monologue. I, I think of any of the smaller my heart laments characters. Yes, it's fantastic. Thou read this, O Caesar. Thou mayest live. If not, the fates What song is this? This is Lament, which is uh, one of the songs that I composed for the, the production. Ah, well, it's very fitting. I wanted something that, uh, that because the scene he's standing on the street, which I really hated. At first, I wanted to change that to just like a television broadcast or something. Uh, but Colin was like, "No, it has to be a street." Well, it's not really the street. It's just it's like, he's like in the Capitol building, and he has this message, you know. So I wound up going with the street, and then I needed something ominous to carry the the monologue. So we wound up with lament. A huge mount between my heart and, and this song is called the past ages of glory might. How hard is it for women to keep counsel? and olivia Steele just nails these lines what should i do run to the capital and nothing else and so return to you and nothing else yes bring me word boy if thy lord look well and nothing else <laughs> and take good note with caesar doth what suit is pressed to him? I just want to know how he's doing. Oh, and this... What noise is that? We obviously don't I have phones. Them, madam. And we're definitely not texting or anything. Well. He's I not replying to my text. Luna. That's the problem. Right. I should tweet him. I should tweet him. Sooth, madam, I hear nothing. Oh, hey, we've so. heard that bicycle before. Well, um... That's my own In the previous act. What is the clock? Vincent Soothsayer, though, is... Phenomenal. It's about the ninth hour. Phenomenal. Is Caesar gone yet? I, I think the, the, the coolest thing I think we ever did with him was give him a bicycle. <laughs> it was! Because it, it makes the character memorable. Because otherwise he's just like this random character who's... But usually it's presented as a hobo. And now no, he's a messenger guy. Yeah. Befriend himself. He uh, he foretells future events, which is unique for a lot of these messenger-type characters. Good morrow to you. Here the street is narrow. The throng that follows Caesar at the heel. You know, it's interesting. Just going a little meta, but the plotting Vincent's different roles in the finished Shakespeare. Because he was in Macbeth. He was in Much Ado. He's in Othello. Was he in Twelfth Night? He played a cop. And he, he was composed music. Oh yeah, he, oh, that would... He seriously did a lot of work for Twelfth Night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, Brutus. And now he's in this one. Speed thee in thine enterprise. 
by the way, there's a there's a little Easter egg there where um, the CCR is like, well, let me just check. And he pulls out a cell phone. So there actually is a cell phone in, in this uh, act. But, you know, maybe Portia's is dead or something. <laughs> Or we just turned it off, you know, silent, respectful. He's in the he's in the cabin. This is true. No. This is true. He had to leave it with security at the entrance. So why didn't they take his knife? Dun dun dun. Well, maybe <laughs> they're all Hydra. They're all working together. <laughs> oh God, I, I that, that's one thing I'm thinking. I think I'm glad I have not put did not put that element of that in. <laughs> they are the faction. Hell, Hydra. Oh man! All we're right. here at the end. No. Yeah. Ooh. Appendant and Brian Reed. The Wild Hooray, Brian. Brian Julius Caesar, Act Two, featuring the voice talents of. Colin Kelly as Brutus. I've got to give. Jason I've actually got to give Brian uh, some props. He does a great job Will delivering these Lucius. lines or uh, these Brangle credits in a timely manner. Because as this is Ball so many different Brutus. names and stuff that it would be Vincent really hard <laughs> as the um, Alex to convey as it within the time limit. Casto as Casca. But for Bill Dawson I think as it's still like. Act five, he does it. Ligety split, just like dun 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 dun. Then he gets to um, the episode where he has to record um, the full Julius Shakespeare cast credits, and I don't envy his job for that. Written by William Shakespeare. Now, what's fun is when you you have a certain song underneath it. Directed by Landon Bell. And his credits are. Additional music by the United uh, States longer Army than the song, Pershing so it's like okay, well I'm just gonna stretch it, and hope nobody notices that he's reading Bell. things like a joke. <laughs> Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is yeah, copyright that's fun. 2014. Pendant Productions. But that was one thing I did when I composed this song. I purposely made the full song like thanks three minutes long. And thanks for listening, guys. So. Yay! All right, we will be back in a month. All right. For Act 3. We will see you next time. We'll be back. Talk to y'all later. Alright. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.